Good afternoon. I'd like to welcome you to the Boswell Enterprises Navigating Blindness podcast. I'm your host, Ray Montgomery, and today I have Christy Russell, Employment Services Manager. How you doing today, Christy? Hi, Ray. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. Thanks. All right. Well, you know, Christy, I wanted to bring you on because this month is Disability Awareness Month, and with uh, you being with the Employment Services, I thought it would be nice to let people know the capabilities of people who are blind or visually impaired. Uh, but before we get started into that portion of the par- podcast, uh, what do you um, do here at uh, Bosma Enterprises? Sure. Here at Bosma, I oversee one of our programs, the Employment Services Program. And uh, I've been with Bosma, actually it was two years this last month, so time flies when you're having fun. Um, And in employment services, we are here to assist individuals who are blind or visually impaired Mm -hmm. who are trying to go back to work. Um, That's really what it comes down to. And everyone has a little bit different take on what they're wanting to do or, you know, whether that's returning to a job they were already doing. Or maybe they're just saying, hey, I want to try out a whole new career. So sometimes we're helping them uh, spread their wings and fly a little bit and try something totally new. So how do you guys assist a person uh, getting back to work? How do you assist that individual? Our team is made up of uh, employment specialists who are trained in how to help people go back to work uh, in a nutshell. We also are trained in understanding benefits, you know, so people that are receiving different benefits like social Mm -hmm. security or things of that nature. Um, And so my staff being trained in this, they also have this area of expertise in working with people specifically who are blind or visually impaired. Okay. And so really what I think is they offer that specialty expertise because they understand how to talk to employers about vision loss. They understand how to coach and train our clients on how to present themselves in an Mm -hmm. interview, how to uh, write that perfect resume, how to uh, search for different jobs on the internet, you know, what sites are better than others, Mm -hmm. how to navigate different websites and their, I guess, job application process. Yes. Because sometimes um, someone who's visually impaired, they use different software on their computer systems. And if they don't have that software, well, my staff do. And so we can assist them with applying. But really, it starts with getting to know them, honestly. You know, uh, everybody comes to us with different history, different background, different experiences and skills, uh, different education levels. And so we wanted to spend time with them and say, hey, who are you and what is it you're really trying to do? So what is the unemployment rate among people who are blind or visually impaired? Sadly, Ray, we are looking at 70%. Wow. Yes. That's a high number right there. It's a there. very high number that we mm. don't like very much. <laughs> so why do, you, why do you think that number is so high uh, among people who are blind or visually impaired? I think a lot of it is just not enough education mm. out there. For someone who's recently lost their sight or, you know, whether that's through an accident, injury, or um, maybe just a, a genetic condition that mm. decides to show up one particular yes. day. Um, the person themselves don't even know what's available to them. You know, we hear them often say, well, gosh, I can't do anything. I can't Mm -hmm. work. I can't take care of my family. I can't do a lot of things. So if that person doesn't even know what's available to them, we can't expect that business owners and employers know what's available or how that person can do that job, just like their sighted neighbor. So I think the employment rate really 
is because there's a lack of education on what assistive technology is and how someone who is blind or visually impaired can use assistive technology to do the demands and tasks of the job, just like the person next to them who has sight. So when you speak about assistive technology, what are you speaking about? Like, For those who do not know what assistive technology is. Yeah, absolutely. So the most common assistive technology that we see working with this uh, group of individuals is different computer software programs. Yes. Um, so depending upon what level of vision loss that person has and their skills, they may need a software program that reads back to them what is on the screen. Uh, that's commonly referred to as JAWS, not the movie Jaws <laughs> with the sharks, but it is called JAWS. Um, and you can probably speak to that to our, our listeners yeah. since you, you use no, JAWS. Yeah, I do, I do use JAWS. And JAWS is actually an acronym meaning job access with speech. So what that's gonna do is convert that text to a speech output. So now that individual is able to navigate the web, they're able to use those Microsoft applications, and like you said, do everything their sighted neighbors are able to do uh, on the computer. So for those who do not know, and also with JAWS, um, Microsoft actually has a lot of built-in stuff with their system already, like the narrator. There are other screen readers that are available to people uh, who are blind and visually impaired. Exactly. So, so yeah, definitely JAWS is a common one that we're helping ensure is on that computer at mm -hmm. that person's work site. Yes. Also, there's other, the other most common one would be like what's called Zoom text. So that would be for someone who still has some usable vision um, and it really just enlarges the font and the, the type and the print that's on the screen. You also can work with different font colors mm -hmm. and different sizes and yes. things like that. Um, so we really try to figure out what is the person's preference um, based on their level of loss and what do they need. And so that's the most common assistive technology we're yeah. doing for someone whose job is going to involve using a computer, which, I mean, honestly, you, you know, right, in 2018, what, what job doesn't involve a computer, <laughs> right? In Nothing. some capacity. Right. Um, sometimes we're helping people with iPads. Yeah. Uh, iPad is a fully accessible item that a lot of people really like because there are just so many different apps that are out there that you yes. can install on the iPhone or the iPad. They talk to each other and allow uh, people with vision loss to to do different things. And it's a smaller version instead of carrying around a big bulky laptop yes. everywhere. Yeah. A lot of these apps, a lot of things you can do on your phone. So the phone is actually making the world a little bit more accessible as well uh, for people who are blind and visually impaired. So you can do a lot, you know, check emails. You can schedule rides you can do a lot with your phone so. you can shop on amazon so you can shop on amazon yeah, yeah i hear that a lot that's exciting <laughs> when someone has gone through training and they say gosh i just made an order on amazon prime just like i used to be able to do yeah, yeah. it's the little things i think we don't think about i that just made brings, an order this morning there you go <laughs> see thanks to assistive technology right ray exactly exactly yeah you spend so. money when you don't want to spend money right <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right so, so what what are the like some of the challenges or what are some of the concerns that you hear a lot from employers when you're trying to get a person who is blind and busy and play at a job? What what do the employers are saying? What are they? I think sometimes, again, kind of going back to earlier, just the lack of education. Mm -hmm. um, I I often think that when people hear the word blind, they automatically assume that means you cannot see anything at all. Right. And so if I'm an employer and, and I'm hiring for a position that is going to require pretty much computer use for every task, and I 
see an applicant come in who maybe has a cane or a guide dog or something or wearing sunglasses, then me as the employer, I might think, oh, well, this isn't going to work. They can't see my computer. Because right. they, again, they don't, they don't know mm-hmm. how that's going to happen. Exactly. So I think sometimes the fear is just their lack of knowledge about what just being blind means and that it's not the same for everybody. I also think sometimes um, employers feel as though the cost of accommodations may be more than what their company is able to to budget for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where resources come in, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the State of Indiana Vocational Rehabilitation Services Program yes. that a lot of our clients, actually all of our clients in employment services are already partnered with Voc Rehab. And so VR can assist those individuals and that employer with whatever that person may need on the job. Mm-hmm. And that takes away that financial concern from the employer uh, that they may not it may be too costly per se uh, so I, I sometimes we hear that that there's just the misunderstanding of well where where is this technology coming from and it's right. so expensive yes. I also think sometimes um, employers are just nervous you know maybe they themselves have never been around someone who's blind or visually impaired and yes. they might be worried about maybe safety or mm-hmm. Liability yes. or whatever that may be. Just you know, saying gosh, the wrong this, thing. This person, yeah, how do how do I talk to them? Or right, what if there's right. a fire drill? What do we do? And you know, we we don't want to see yes. people going and just grabbing their arm and yanking them down the hall. So I fire, think, grab, right, please. run, run. <laughs> so it's not really going to work so well yes. in this case. Yes. Um, and so I think that's really where our program comes in because we're very aware of some of these myths out there or these misconceptions and then we tailor what we provide to employers and our clients to help kind of address those myths in an indirect way um, and that kind of eases the the I don't know what you want to call it maybe just the anxiety and the uncertainness of what that looks like we uh, we like to offer our services to employers you know hey if you're concerned or you want to know more or you want to do more you know, we're happy to come in and talk to HR staff, talk to maybe coworkers that mm-hmm. are going to be working around the yes. individual who's mm-hmm. blind or visually impaired, and just do some disability awareness training and best practices and maybe some sighted guide yes. techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're happy to provide services to the employer just as much as we're helping that individual. So I know um, one service we do provide is orientation and mobility. Um, I think that's key when you definitely want to find a job. Uh, do you guys, you know, once a person finds a job, do you assist with that, them navigating their new surroundings? Absolutely. Um, just as important it is for me as a sighted individual, if I am going, for example, to downtown Indianapolis, I mm-hmm. want to know exactly where I'm going, yes. where's the parking garage, mm-hmm. how far is the parking garage to where I'm trying to go. You know, we think about these things when yes. we go places, so it's not any different. Um, for someone who's lost their sight. And in any case, for them, it's almost more nerve-wracking because once their employment specialist is no longer there, they've got to be able to navigate themselves. Yes. And so our staff, we obviously, we are not certified uh, orientation and mobility specialists. However, we do have certified uh, O&M instructors on staff. So if if the individual is needing more in-depth tra- uh, travel 
training, then we may need to consult with one of our certified instructors. Mm -hmm. But if it's just kind of the basics from where's your drop-off location to getting to the front door to then getting to your workspace, some of that basic O&M our staff are capable of doing. But anything involving much more um, or say the facility the person's working at is very large, like an Lily. (laughs) Lily is large. Or here at Bosma even, it's large. Um, Then we want to call on the specialist to Mm -hmm. help us out to make sure that the person's receiving the most accurate and professional training. So um, far with employment services, you guys are kind of like the last stop when when dealing with a a rehab client. When they come to you, they they have already went through the program. They've already obtained those skills uh, necessary to get back into the workforce. So you guys are kind of like the last stop um, you know, when dealing with the clients, would you say? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like the old saying, save the best for last, right? <laughs> <laughs> we, we're the deliverers of, of the product. Um, so I think it's different. So does everybody that comes to employment services, have they been through okay. our rehab program? Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily, okay. Uh, do we... And and the reason for that is we are still fairly small in terms of our program that we just serve Marion County and then the Donut Counties that touch. Okay. So, however, at our rehab center, there may be individuals coming to our rehab program from all over the state. So when they are done, they don't live in our area, so we wouldn't necessarily... Uh, be able to work with them. them. Okay. Now it's my dream that we're able to grow and serve more counties, but we're mm-hmm. not there just yet. Okay. Um, so for those that that are coming to Bosma's services and they start maybe with the in-home training to get ready for the intensive rehab training, um, when they are finished, then yeah, the idea is that they've now received their independent skills and their confidence that they're ready to go back to work. Um, when we talk to people who have recently lost their sight, their first concern is just, what am I going to do? Yes. You know, what am I going to do about my children? What am I going to do about my spouse? What am I going to do about taking care of my home? What do I, what, how do I even get to my doctor to find out what's going on with me, why mm-hmm. I can't see? Um, their thought is not working in that moment. You know, it's, right. it's needs. It's taking care of what just yeah. myself. Yes. And so we got to we got to start there. You know, we got to put the skills in their toolbox to say you you can. You're you're going to cook again. You're yes. going to be able to take care of yourself. You're going to be able to take care of your kids. Let's start there where the primary concern is. Yes. And once those skills develop, it's just amazing because we see that confidence grow 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 and then they mm-hmm. say you know what i can go back to work right. i can do this i can do it and then we come in yes. <laughs> and we say well let's do it then <laughs> so then it. we we kind of take them at that point and say okay where are we going and mm-hmm. how are we going to get there okay. and and so that is the beauty of the rehab center for those individuals now for those individuals that come to us say that have not needed the rehab center or IRT, usually those individuals, you know, not everyone, but majority, already are pretty independent. You know, I see that these are individuals who have had their loss for maybe several years or mm-hmm. since birth, you know, mm-hmm. so their independent skills are there. They, right. they know how to navigate or they're already right. living on their own. Mm-hmm. So they're just ready to get to work or right. ready to move on to a new job. Um, and so for those individuals, again, they're the common denominator is skills are there, independence is there, 
let's just talk about work. Employment. Because we're ready to go. When they come to us, we're ready. We're ready ready to start getting prepped. We're Mm -hmm. ready to start talking about interview skills. We're ready to start figuring out what type of job you want to do. We're ready to start moving. Okay. Okay. I know you guys just moved into the New Woodland Center. We did. So how how are you liking it over there at the New Woodland? It is amazing. It's a beautiful building. we're, I think we're still learning yeah. <laughs> where, where exactly how do you get to and from everything. Right. Um, but it's beautiful. Um, the, the, the team that has done this renovation, I can't give them enough credit. It is absolutely a beautiful space. And knowing that we will be able to serve more people just is the icing on the cake. Yes. Uh, it is absolutely beautiful. It's custom. It's you know, we're calling it the center of excellence. Yes. Um, it's it's very uh, it's very big. Uh, so we <laughs> went from one floor, right, yes. at our old building at eighty twenty Zionsville Road, to now we have a building where we're essentially two floors. Wow. Um, and it's just uh, I I feel like there's just this sense of growing excitement and opportunity of what's to come. Wow. But we are very much still unpacking and adjusting and figuring <laughs> out where everything is. But right. But we're excited um, to see what what's going to happen in this new space. Okay. Well, there's a lot of new opportunities right there. I think that uh, that's a great great thing right there, so we can serve more people right there. Exactly. You, got, you guys have any recent success stories you'd like to share with us? Recent success, I'm- yes. So I, you know, all the time people are coming to us, and we don't know, like, I, I often hear people say, well, what do, what do blind people do? When I ask them, what type of work are you looking at? Well, what do blind people do? And I say, well, whatever they want. <laughs> what do you want to do? Um, and, and so we don't have a drawer full of jobs. Yes. You know, we, we are not mm-hmm. a, an, an employment agency or a short-term placement. No. You know, we don't have that. So it is personalized. So success starts when, for me, we're able to really narrow down the right path for that person. Mm-hmm. And... We get them out in the community. We work with an employer who gives them a chance to prove their skills, and then they get that job. And then we're seeing now in our program that pretty much every single person that we have served in the last year has gotten placed that, or I should say those that we have served that got placed, are making it all the way to successful closure. Oh, and wow. so that tells me that we're doing a great job up front yes. figuring out what they want to do. So successes are, are not always defined by the end result, yes. you know, but for us, every single time we take a person out to that job interview for mm-hmm. the first time or seeing them hit submit on that job application and yes. just the pure joy and happiness that they feel like their life is coming back. To me, that's mm-hmm. the success. Oh, yeah. um, but we, we have had some recent really great ones where uh, we have a, a, a former student from our STEP program mm-hmm. who uh, did a work internship during the STEP program doing food prep and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we, she graduated, then we got the referral for her in our program in employment services. She worked with our employment specialist, Matt Edwards, and she is now a successfully closed individual from our program working very happily at BW3s oh, yeah. doing food prep. And how many That's people good. would say, what? Mm-hmm. Somebody, 
they're going to, she's using a knife and she, <laughs> she's blind. So again, the myths are there, but that's right, what we're right. here to say is let us show you how. Yes. Let us show you yes. how, because yes, they you can. can happen. Yes, you can. Yes, yes, you can. So for anyone who is uh, in need of, of services, how would they get in contact with you or our rehab center? Um, for our program, we'd like for you to be connected to your local vocational rehabilitation services office. If somebody does not know which VR office would serve them, we're happy to provide them that information. You can call our main line and ask to speak with Abby Valines. She's our administrative assistant for programs, and she has access to all the VR information because we really want to make sure someone starts there. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but if they have general questions about how our program works or what we do, um, again, call our line and you can ask to speak with me, Christy Russell. I'm always happy to talk to people. Um, or again, Abby Valines. And we will make sure that, that you get started exactly where you need to be first. Well, I definitely want to thank you, Christy. And uh, you guys have been doing a lot of great work over there in the employment services. And thank you for coming back on the podcast. And I would like to uh, welcome you guys to just keep following us on iTunes, Bosman Enterprises. And uh, this is Ray Montgomery signing off from Navigating Blindness Podcast. See you next week.